What's going on, people? And welcome to a brand new episode of Too Many Games and Not Enough Time. Now, I'm your host with the most one and only Mr. Midas. In Too Many Games, we are a mini video podcast series where I get to speak to gamers across the globe about our passion, what we love talking about gaming now this guy ain't no stranger to you you've seen him on the channel before because he is the king of mass effect when i mean the king he is crowned because he even likes andromeda just him <laughs> on his own but not only that he is a dope content creator like his channels already hit 12k then man they are the king at jrpgs he puts me onto games his content sick his voiceover sick the one and only alex from backlog battle welcome to too many games my g thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and when you when i remember when we both started talking you said you're a fan of jrpgs and i'm like my man we met this this is destiny there's never been a great time to be a jrpg fan than today so i i'm really lucky i get to interact with a lot of gamers i watch a lot of content on youtube but your content is up there with some of my favorite like your thumbnails are excellent your the the way you write your scripts is incredible um i love i love your voiceovers like you do the kind of content that really intrigues me and i i, I hate to scale it but that kind of um ign polished that that really strong content so firstly i just wanted to um give you your flowers and just let you know your content's amazing like you've put me onto games that i didn't know and i really love what you're doing man so just big yourself up for that man yeah, man, uh, that is such a great compliment. Thank you. And it's it it's not until today that I realized that your your mouth muscles can get tired of smiling <laughs> because of all the great compliments that you give me. And really, truly, thank you so much for that. No, you do you do this thing, but I'm not here just to rub your feet. I want to talk <laughs> some games with you. Now, what I love about your channel is you're one of the few channels that put me onto games. Like I'm pretty up to date when it comes to action adventures um and jrpgs now like you know we've spoken before i'm a dub man i love dub like and you show me some jrpgs that i'm really interested in and one that you put me onto that i never knew would ever grab me is fantasian like tell everyone about this game like i know i did some work on it on the channel but tell everyone about this game what it is you love about this game and and why it really kind of connected with you. you know, what's actually interesting about Fantasian is it was announced about two years ago, and this, this caught everybody by surprise. Like, you know, Hironobu Sakaguchi hasn't been making a console game since The Last Story, which was on the Wii. That was the last game he made on from there. And then he just kind of stayed in mobile. So when he said that he was going to return to making just a you know a straight jrpg and this is going to be his last i was like well this has to be great right i mean this is the guy who basically created final fantasy so i immediately kind of tried to figure out a way to like you know play it and stuff and i learned about apple arcade and there's a free trial and i was just like well, why not let me use my free trial to play this awesome game and so far like the way that i described it i'm pretty sure you watched the review like it's literally like what if 
Final Fantasy VII didn't go to route of Final Fantasy VII? What if that same team made a new Final Fantasy VII that went a different direction? And that's exactly what Fantasian is, which is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the the fight mechanics. I love in the the turn base. I love like the curve hits and stuff like that. Yeah. Love the art style. The diorama stuff is proper weird, but I love it. The only thing for me, the literally the only drawback, and it's something that you said as well, is that there was no mm -hmm. voice acting. I think that was yeah. the one thing that was missing, giving it a bit more personality. Mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of funny because I also interviewed Hironobu Sakaguchi and I asked him that question. I asked him like, so why doesn't it have voiceovers? And, you know, the answer he gave me made a lot of sense. He said like, well, we have visual novel style areas where, you know, it really didn't need that sort of voice acting or rather what he said was like, well, if we put voice acting in certain sections and not all, it would just kind of clash. And I kind of got that. But at the same time, I'm still like, you know, like it, a voice acting would give these characters so much more pop, you know, like it would just yeah. really make them show up like on screen a bit more. And to be honest with you, that's kind of an excuse because if you think of something like Persona, you're not hearing voice acting every single scene in Persona. Yeah. Like there's loads of parts in Persona that you're reading, but the voice yeah. just really brings you to the characters. Now, this is a short form podcast and we can start talking about Persona and all of that all day long. But I don't want to even get into that with you. I want to take it back a little bit and I want to know what is it about JRPGs that really grab you? What is it about this genre? Because I know you cover other games, you cover action adventures and stuff like that on your channel. But JRPGs are really the center point of what you do or, or maybe it's just a center point of what gravitates to me from your channel. What is it about these... Um, games that really connect with you um first and foremost um you know japanese games have always had a special place in my heart and so that's why most of the games even action rpgs that i cover or action adventure games excuse me are from japan as well so i'll dabble in some western stuff but that's not really what my channel is all about going back to your question though i think what uh jrpgs do for me is that it, it's the sense of a long epic journey and you know there's something special about that specific format where you're traveling with the same people going through adventures going through challenges with each other that makes you feel more empathetic towards them like you you start feeling about them and and they're and their character development basically is just enhanced by how long you've just traveled with them and that's to say that you know like the more it's let me rephrase that. It's it's more along the lines of like, you know, experiencing this world together in an epic journey where you're literally traveling with them. And I think there's something really special about that that not a lot of other genres have. Now, that sounds that sounds weird when you take that within the context of Persona 5 because what you're not really traveling, you're literally going through day to day living your life as a student but there's also a sense of journey there because you you see your character grow from like somebody who's impoverished to somebody who has realized who they are at the end of the journey and i think you know that sense of identity that sense of knowing who you are and kind of you know that sense of growth not just from a storytelling and character development standpoint but also gameplay that i've always found that just really fascinating very very enriching I love it because like one of the first games I ever really played 
and I say played, I only played it a few times at, at a friend's house was Secret of Mana. And that mm -hmm. game really grabbed me. And I remember trying to get it for the Super Nintendo and I couldn't find it anywhere. And someone said, um, oh, there's a game called Legend of Zelda um, Link to the Past that's very similar. And that was my first Zelda game. And that's how I fell in love with Zelda and stuff like that. And I feel like um, JRPGs have come such a such a far away and it's really nice that how jrpgs are no longer the niche child anymore like they're up there with the mainstream because if we look at the sales of games like um persona like persona's a spin-off of shimagami tensei but persona um five outsells any shimagami tensei game ever and yakuza like selling really well and like final fantasy 7 remake being like mm. proper mainstream now um, how does it feel to actually know that you've been on this journey from the beginning and now these are the popular games? They're not just the sit-in-the-corner games. You know, I, I kind of want to answer that, uh, you know, through a story. And I and it's all to say that I knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, back when I was in high school, I remember um, that a friend of mine borrowed my strategy guide for Final Fantasy VII, you know, like the original Final Fantasy VII to bring it back to there. And then, you know, I was given back my copy of the guide. And then the guy sitting right behind me in English class, he's like this big jock. He's like a quarterback and stuff. Like he plays like American football. And he's like, is this Final Fantasy VII? Is that the guide for it? I'm like, and, you know, I'm nervous. You know, I'm kind of like a little bit of a nerd. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm stuck in this place like right now in Junon Reactor. I want to borrow your guide. And I was like, really? And I was like, yeah, here, like, go borrow it. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, you know, he gave it back to me promptly like about a week or two later. And I was like, so how'd it go? And he said like, and he was very thankful. And, and this is all to say that you don't really know what people are, get into until they find the one game, the one game in that genre that they really will truly love and like really gravitate towards. And I've always kind of lived my life that way and and actually built the channel around that idea of like the reason why people aren't into JRPGs is they haven't found the right one. You know, much like how you found The Legend of Zelda and you found JRPGs through that avenue. And that's just proof positive that you literally have to just keep trying to get people to get into it. And and now here we are, millions of copies sold in a genre that people thought is niche, you know? Yeah, it's dope. And I think, I think it's because when people think of JRPGs, they literally think anime waifus. If you're not into that kind of yeah. stuff, if you don't watch anime, if you don't, if you're not into manga, if you're not into all of that, then this is not for you. But um, for me, like Yakuza, for me, even though it's it's very Japanese, it doesn't feel anime at all. Like, and then if you think of something like Scarlet Nexus, which you just done an amazing review for, Thank you. the combat for me in that feels Western as hell. Like it feels like the combat feels like the most Western game that I've played in a long time, but the aesthetics, the, the visuals um, and the storytelling is all um, JRPG. Mm hmm. Yeah, totally. And, you know, one of the I, I, when I was trying to figure out like how to write that section about how to describe the combat, you know, it did come across my mind to describe it kind of like a brawler, like 
you know, God of War, because it's less Devil May Cry than it is more God of War, where it's very easy to pick up and play and then mash God of War with control, you know, the psychokinesis of control yeah. and you get Scarlet Nexus. But, you know, what really kind of gives it that distinct Japanese flavor, apart from the, um, you know, the aesthetics and, you know, the anime style characters is also this, you know, and this is something that I didn't talk about in a review is there is also this kind of background like that's very Buddhist slash Shinto religious kind of thing, even though like it's set in the future, like Aharabaki, which is a, a concept in the game, you, that's a character in Persona. It's like a god or something like that. Like I've never done research on it, but it's like th what's that? That's to me is really fascinating about Japan is they're not really afraid to go into these topics that kind of mesh different, you know, subject matter together. And, you know, I also reviewed at the beginning of near the beginning of the year, like near replicant and stuff like that has its own whew, like crazy, you know, metaphysical kind of existential storyline. Like you don't get to see a lot of that even in AAA Western games. Like it's very rare to find also because I feel like what's happening in the West is that they're taking so long to make games that you know by the time it comes out it's great it's high high polish but the japanese here and there they're like you know they they mentioned yakuza rgg studio makes a game every year and releases a game every year that is insane to me and in hot with high polish it's insane right do you know what that's that's a good way to segue um one thing i always say as a jrpg fan and it kind of segues well on it there's a certain jank that we sometimes accept in a JRPG because like you say, they, they're made pretty quick and there's there's a certain there's certain stuff that we put up with just because the story is amazing or we 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 love the characters and and stuff like personas kind of we're taking that out, but they take so long to make. Um what is a JRPG that you just love? for just because it's just a great game so it doesn't necessarily have to be the most popular doesn't have to be the most incredible story what's something that just connects with you because for something for me that i discussed with a lot of people and still to today a lot of people don't know what it is and they need to remake it remake it your you cowards is skies of arcadia like i mm -hmm. love skies of arcadia there's nothing incredible about the con um the combat there's nothing incredible about the story but that game just connects with me what is a jrpg that just really connects with you i mean that's really easy for me it's persona 4 you know like that you know there was a time in my life where i stopped playing jrpgs actually i became a, a shooter fan <laughs> like i started you know playing a lot of call of duty 4 i even actually have my name in the credits of call of duty 3 because i actually tested that game you know oh, so sick. there was a yeah so there was actually a period where i didn't play jrpgs or japanese games for one reason or another and then Persona 4 came around like I discovered what it was and I saw that they have a soundtrack and a art book that came up, you know, that came with it. And it was a PS2 game in an era where I think it was like two or three years into the PS3 life cycle. I felt like that I needed a better game to play. And so I went back and took a chance at it and really fell in love with the aesthetics, the characters 
and just the overall story. And this kind of cycles back to what I talked about earlier, which is one of my favorite aspects of JRPGs is that the character development, like the sense of identity. And Persona 4 is literally all about seeking your true self, like reaching out for the truth. You know, those are the kinds of song titles that you find in that soundtrack. And I think it's also one of the reasons why so many people identify that as like their favorite persona because so many people have found themselves just by playing with these characters and a very wide array of characters for that matter. We had an idol in Rise. We have somebody who um, who is kind of a, you know, a punk who has very feminine-esque kind of hobbies, so to speak. Uh, and, and just so many different colors of characters that I really, you know, I can... You know, like you said, I can talk about this for hours, but we don't have that much time. And I just <laughs> I just love those guys. It's crazy because I think I, I always say that Persona 5 Royal is the best turn based um, RPG and Final Fantasy 7 Remake is the best um, action RPG. Um, that that those are my two best preferences, but nothing meets the characters of persona 4 like persona 4 golden that those characters just connected with me on such a level and i've completed persona 5 and i've platinum persona 5 royal so i put so much time in those games and i completed persona 4 golden and i didn't even do the true ending i just did a normal ending because i didn't even know there was a bad good and true engine until i went to persona 5 <clears throat> And even though I spent way less time with Golden, like the way those characters connect with me, like I've had to watch the, the anime about three times just so I can go back and hear the Junez um, jingle and, and just to be able to experience that time with them again. And those characters are just, just they're just seamless and they just feel so, so real. And, yeah. and, Persona's probably the first game that I've really seen where a dev team's been like, we're gonna deal with like really effed up issues. And they might not, they might not deal with all of them in the best way. Um, but they like, we're really gonna deal with issues that I'm not really used to seeing in like Western games. So that really, really, really touched me. Yeah. Alex, I could talk to you all day, man. Like I could I could literally talk to you all day. I love talking to you about gaming. Your channel's amazing. You do incredible things. If someone's never heard of you before, this is the first time they've interacted with you, which is bad because they should have watched our Mass Effect video. <laughs> and after this, go and watch that. But if this is the first time they're ever interacting with you, what piece of content will you want them to go and watch that really conveys who you are and what your channel is? Um, much like how I am reluctant to recommend like anything to people like straight up like oh you should play this I think uh, you know take a look at my channel just go to my channel youtube.com slash backlog battle and look at all the lists of videos and just click one just click one and see what you think of it because really at the end of the day I just want to express my love of these games and and yes we can be critical but I'm of the belief that in order that you don't need to be negative in order to be critical. So trust that every single video that you watch on my channel, you'll always come out with a smile, even if I'm very critical of a game. And hopefully you try any of the games that I talk about. And that's really all I want. 
I love that. Thank you so much for joining me on Too Many Games. You are a superstar and I love the growth of your channel. Keep up all the great work. He has been Alex from the Backlog Battle. I've been Mr. Midas. You've been the MVPs and we're out of here. Peace.